we are allowing each other to really be uplifted by the transformation of the other and by the growth of the other and by what the other does. And that is so powerful. And that I feel that is what I understand as the heart led business is where you, you know that at the end of a transformation of any wound is that sense of aliveness. One conversation, yes, let us go a little bit deeper. It's not going to fully clear the plate, but it gives that possibility. It's not about the what is communicated. It never really is. It's about how it's perceived within us and what we make it mean about us. When you hear the word sisters, what is it that you see? We see an image of two sister girls giggling with one another as they entrust their deepest secrets to each other. Who they have a crush on. What bothered them at school why they are mad with their mom or dad, and what they feel insecure about. In true sisterhood, there is no judgment, no expectation. The only thing that exists is a committed, unquestioned support. Not of opinions, not of words. The support is directed towards the being. A sister doesn't doubt that her sister is worthy, magical, wonderful, and powerful. She knows that she is all that and so much more. A sister shows up and in doing so invites her sister to do the same. Welcome to the Helden Sisterhood Podcast, where we nurture, explore, navigate just that, holding ourselves and each other in the trust and integrity of sisterhood, in conversation while giving space to our and our sisters' experiences and celebrating the shift in ourselves and in you. Hi, I'm Marlene. And I'm Anna. And we are the co-hosts of this spontaneous yet intentional dialogue and healing journey of the medicine of sisterhood within all of us, so that we realize how amazing I, you, and we all are. I, I want to say hi, Marlene. All right. Hello. Hi, you guys. Anna and I were super stoked because this is our very, very first recorded episode of Held in Sisterhood podcast. And we're super happy to be here and to launch this with you guys. And we're also a little bit nervous. So just bear with us, hang in there with us. We might stumble a little bit at the beginning, but we will find for sure our flow. Um, and I just want to, Anna, do you want to say hello, maybe, so that people also hear your voice? Hi, guys and gals, and hi, Marlene. Hi, mm -hmm. Anna. It's so good to be here. This has been in the making for, it feels like for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. But actually, in truth, it's not been, it's been such a beautiful, spontaneous idea of us. So we want to dive into this podcast and into each episode actually with a question for you guys and that is what is a life for you this week and we ask ourselves the same question what is a life for us this week yeah just take time for a moment 
and reflect where is your aliveness where is your where was your heartbeat this week where was your growth this week what has moved you this week Anna and I we had a little bit of a pre-discussion and we want to talk today about health and sisterhood with and in business um, because that's a topic obviously that Anna and I we are both passionate about um, and it's also something that affected or impacted us both more so in the last week. Yes Marlene I feel like it's it's a topic that's present this week and is an underlying topic for the moment that we started talking because mm. being in business in and with with sisters is what we're doing also here in this in this podcast and being in sisterhood for me this past week has been around what does a business with another sister even look like how does it differ how does it connect to the things that i want to achieve the I dreams that I have while simultaneously holding space for a sister um, and also joining dreams and knowing that somewhere deep inside, I believe that when I expand, she expands. Mm. When she expands, I expand. Mm. Mm. I love that. Right at the point already. Yeah. Do you feel complete with that or would you like to add something before I share why, why it's present for me? I would love to hear why <laughs> is it present for you. So I have had in the last week a bit of a roller coaster with insecurity. And for me, one of my main go-to protectors, one of the protection mechanisms that I do have is self-doubt and insecurity. And so as I'm building my own business and I am in two magnificent collaboration with um, with two sisters that insecurity and that protective mechanism it, it just comes up frequently and it shows itself very often and I noticed like in the the this insecurity dip that I had last week it was triggered not by the collaboration but by the interhuman collaboration but by the by another project that I am creating together with a sister and so this is why it, it's a life for me and it's it's close to my heart because I truly believe even the choice of who I am collaborating with I base that choice on that sense of connection and that sense of sisterhood For me, I know like in these spaces that I've created in these two collaborations that I have, this one here with you, Anna, and then another one with another beautiful sister, I just know that this is a space where insecurity is allowed to be there and where I am allowed to show this and where I have a space to share insecurity without being defined by it. And that's why it's business, business week for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Marlene. I think you're, you, again, And pointed a a really important aspect of it is that those those insecurities whatever it may be our fears our sadness that they don't define us because mm. we tend to also find that business structures are very rigid and when we're talking about being in sisterhood in business we're wanting to break away from some of those business structures in itself 
and make room for our insecurities, for our yes. fears, for our angers, for all of that. Knowing, believing, embodying mm. that they don't define us. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that we are actually talking about this specifically as our first official recording, because you and I, obviously, we have started like this. But if you look, it's just the image that just popped into mm -hmm. my mind with this. If you think back of when we first met, <laughs> I was like, I, and I can share a little bit about my experience there, but I was super triggered by Anna. Like, I was like, oh my God, here's this amazing bubbly person. And who am I? I totally put you on a pedestal. And I, I just noticed that I, I shrank, you know, I made myself smaller than I needed to be. And I find this so beautiful because this is really, even in business, although back then we definitely, we connected through business work in a way because mm -hmm. I was working and you were in the space where I was working <laughs> or that I was working for. Um, so we, in a way that business topic was there, but it wasn't my business. It wasn't your business. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, you know, the first encounter that we had, that I had with you, that sensation that I had was really the one of shrinking and needing to kind of like separate myself and needing to mm -hmm. isolate myself. Fast forward a few years. I don't even know how long it's been that we first met. Um, now for four years. Wow. Well, you guys, we know each other four years now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So fast forward to a few months ago where we had this incredible conversation and you guys, I, like we need to share about this experience because this was the, how do you say that? Like the, the stone that was, that's the foundation underneath the building mm -hmm. that Anna and I were constructing right now. And that conversation was just like a pure conversation of, okay, what are my insecurities? What are my fears? As we enter into this collaboration together without judging any fears that are there, but deeply knowing, okay, that is where the other person has the opportunity to grow into. And I'm so up for the ride, you know, and I'm so mm -hmm. willing to be in this with the other person and witnessing the other person in that growth and vice versa, being witnessed. I'm so into being witnessed, into growing out of my fears, out of my triggers, out of my shrinking position. And I know that that was one thing that I shared in that fear episode, fear episode, in our fear conversation, <laughs> in that fear conversation, how I shrank, you know, and how I felt so insecure in your presence at the very beginning and how I was scared of that because I was obviously super attracted by you. I just didn't know that thing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that this is the image that came forward for you. And this is where we're beginning with that vulnerability following that. The moment that we had met, Marlene and I, was one of the, the most unembodied moments in my, in my kind of journey. Um, I was so deeply unaware of not unaware of myself I was so deeply uncertain of myself right so what you had described as this confidence and this like woman that you know that you kind of put on a pedestal I was so far away from that right which is interesting what happens that this does happen in our wounded sisterhood where we actually end up reflecting things that aren't that aren't the depths of us it's actually our wounds that we are reflecting to each other mm -hmm. um and I, i i remember that time very well and in that possibility of where we are today because we came into these conversations also 
not knowing what we were going to create. There is a vibration that's magnetically pulling us towards each other. And there's all these fears that are coming along with it. But there was this possibility, this openness that we created, stepped into it and said, okay, let's go layer by layer, right? Because it's underneath the fear, underneath sadness, underneath all of the things that we get to the gist of it, right? The gist of what's, where's the heartbeat that's in it. And I live my life this way now. And I think you'd agree, Marlene, in your business is that I live for the heartbeat. I live for doing business that gives my heart that like, I'm alive. Mm. And being alive in a business, in a project, in a collaboration with another sister that's Mm. also wanting to see that and feel that despite everything else that's there, we're not going to one conversation. Yes. Let us go a little bit deeper. It's not going to fully clear the plate, but it gives that possibility Mm. to go there. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love, so what I'm, what I'm hearing out of that, there are actually a few things that I'm hearing out of that. Let's see if I can bring them in. But one thing is this being held in sisterhood means being in business, means being held in your fears, in your insecurities, but not allowing those to define you. And also it, that like, it's nearly like the sister sees beyond your fears. Mm -hmm. The sister sees beyond what you believe in that moment to be true for you. And because she does that, somehow there's this space for transformation of the wound because Mm -hmm. it is true you guys like if you are triggered by someone especially by another woman like I was back then by Anna in a weird way even though she didn't even do anything she was just present (laughs) Um, you know but there is something there where you said it so beautifully it's the mirror of the wound Mm -hmm. you know if a sister has medicine for you she will mirror your wounds. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really love that because that really shows to me the healing power of sisterhood, of this relationship, this space where, yes, the wound is okay to be there. And it's, it's seen in that space. It's accepted in that space. It's heard in that space. It's taken serious in that space. It's, and it's seen as enough in that space Mm. even though like even the wound that is even the part that is speaking from the wound is totally enough in that space and it's totally like complete and whole and the other thing that I heard after that was creating I mean yes we are talking about the fears and the insecurities but to be true you and I we are holding one another in the excitement in the joy Mm. in the Mm. in the adrenaline rush a little bit too you know in that we are allowing each other to really be uplifted by the transformation of the other and by the growth of the other and by what the other does and that is so powerful and that I feel that is what I understand as the heart led business is where you you know that at the end of a transformation of any wound is that sense of aliveness Mm -hmm. and that you get to celebrate and you get Mm -hmm. to be held in that and you get to be honored and acknowledged in that too even in that space you know even in that celebration space the sister still holds the space for you to know you're beyond that like Mm -hmm. your essence is so much more than that Mm -hmm. Thanks for summarizing that for us, all of these, <laughs> these points. So what comes up also is this, is this celebration. I feel like these are nuggets also that we're picking at when it comes to 
doing business differently, celebrating aspects mm. of our successes, aspects of our growth continuously and seeing business as a process of also transformation, seeing business also as a process of transforming the sisterhood, transforming our way of how we support each other. I think of this beautiful community of sisterhood that I've been held in over the past year as I build out my business, which has been primarily virtual, primarily no physical contact. However, that endless support, that endless ICU, that endless I know you've got this. And also, and also calling me out on my bullshit. Mm. Calling me out on when I'm not holding my worth. When I am downgrading myself, when I'm not holding my truest voice, calling me out on that bullshit, not as in finger pointing, you don't know what you're talking about. Who are you to say this, etc. But with compassion and with the possibility of, I hold the space for you to grow. And how this maybe an example on how I've seen this actually play out to a beautiful sister recently for me was being in a conversation, always channeling and being attuned before we even go into conversation. So we do this, we did this on this conversation as well some deep breaths, coming into the space, what is alive for you, okay? I would really love to hear, you know, what you think about my recent program, so the conversation went, and please share with me whatever comes. That sister speaking openly about it and speaking about it around the worth that I was putting as the value of the of the program and saying and saying I know this will be triggering. It is coming through for me. Remember that I am just communicating and you filter through your own consciousness and your, your own heart. And I held my breath. <laughs> I heard her. I got triggered right away. It went, who is she to say? I allowed breath to come in. Breath also allows us to expand, right? It gives, it makes room into, in, in the body. And then I, I, held, I, I, I held it and held the truth in what she said. Mm. And then knowing that she's not saying this just and then walking out the door. She's saying, how can I help you move through this? How can I support you? How can I hold you accountable to move past that? That example transformed for me that space of allowing that trigger to show up and then moving past it, right? Or moving mm -hmm. through it rather than past it. I didn't move through it. I allowed it to be there and allowed that, that learning to come through with a sister there. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because I recently had a feedback conversation, not with a sister, with a brother, I would call him maybe more. But I, I did notice like for me, taking feedback in is sometimes so, it's such a huge part of business and it's so important, yet it's so triggering because especially for, I think for everybody, but especially if you have given your heart into whatever you created and knowing you, I know that you poured your heart into your program. <laughs> It, it, it is triggering and it's so fascinating. And I love that you brought this as an example. And it made me even like go like, oh my God, I want to, I want to, I want to have that experience now with a sister, mm -hmm. you know, not, not to say that it's about the gender. It's not the gender, but I want to have this idea of 
being held by someone saying, hey, I have feedback for you. This might be triggering, but I'm here to hold you through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to not hold through. It's, it's not about the what is communicated. It never really is. It's about how it's perceived within us and what we make it mean about us mm-hmm. in that moment. That's why feedback is triggering because we suddenly go into, oh, no, what I created is not good enough yeah. or oh no, I made a mistake or, oh no, no one is ever going to want this because I made this one mistake. Mm -hmm. And there's like all these stories that can get triggered. And that is what this space of the sisterhood that can be lived out by any person, any gender, anybody, (laughs) any Mm -hmm. being, anybody and any being. And that space can be created so that we get to transform that wound. And that is, I, I love that you said, okay, yeah, calling you out on your bullshit, you know, that is, it is, and I actually want to, because I know that that sounds like a catchy line, you know, calling you out for your bullshit, but actually what it is, it's calling you out for your truth. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is there is a, such a huge, if you enter a relationship in the spirit of sisterhood, there is um, the only thing that is there is observation and not judgment. As we speak something from our heart, the other can observe where we're at with that and they can observe okay what's our body language what how am i speaking this out what's the energy with which it comes through and that is the truth and then we can say hey that's the observation that i've made and that ends up being the feedback but it's the feedback that is really calling the other person out to come a step closer to their truth yes no anyway. <laughs> your force is your truth and that's why the the holding right because the holding what's coming to me as i hear what you said that holding is of that truth truth that's beyond the given the given current situation able to hold beyond my current contraction and me feeling my worth worthlessness etc that sisterhood holding is all of the vastness that that truth and that possibility of you is and by continuously holding and showing up into that space We make a commitment to each other to see past that, to see past the today, to see past the the wounds, to see past my fears, but to see the vastness of it. So yes, to calling me out on my truth. (laughs) Great tagline. Yeah. This is so beautiful. Like my, the immediate question that popped up in my head and it keeps on coming up, you know, when you and I work together and I'm sure like also when me and that other sister, um, we're working together or when I am talking to other sisters that have that same spirit and holding this space is like, what would be possible? You know, if this would be brought to any business, to any organization, the sky is our limit then. Because what we truly do is in, like, imagine just, just the example, like put yourself in the shoes, imagine your boss, your colleague, your team member, they have that capacity of seeing beyond. And it's not, it's not so much, let's not say capacity, but they have the space within themselves to see beyond. And they have the space within the organization to also see beyond. And seeing then, okay, if, if my coworker sees me for the possibilities that I hold versus the wound, because oftentimes when we are in business and organizations nowadays, I do feel that we see a lot of the wounds and we work a lot of our time from the wounds. Like in my past work experiences, I would say 90% of the time I was working from my wound and I was acting from that. I was stressing out. I was like working crazy hours. I was 
um, rebelling. I was uh, struggling with authority, you know, all of these things. And that space, I have a feeling, can transform that and can create ultimately businesses that run so beautifully smooth and magically, really, that would be the word. Hmm. Creating that image for us and for audiences of what that possibility could be. Hmm. I want to add, because you took me back into that feeling of what, what it was like mm. in the corporate space, what it was like to be in a collaboration where climbing the ladder was the way, the only way. Um, and it was a very strong sense, right, in my, in my chest that kind of clenched <laughs> that said, yes. And in that space, woman around you used your wounds against you and your triggers mm. and vice versa. I did the same because of that mirroring what we just said at the beginning of, of the episode. One thing is to notice. And another thing that we tend to do, I've definitely am part of that is using those wounds against each other mm. in business, in spaces where that structure is around competition where that structure doesn't have enough room for women. And so it feels like we are literally just trying to make space for ourselves and using it against each other. And that's a, um, I think it's a, it's, it's the, the wound of the, of more than just the business, but the wound of collaboration. And yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I have so many moments of collaboration where I, that was even be, before corporate world. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never been into corporate, but <laughs> that was before my work life started, like in university times, you know, or in even school times where you collaborate. And I normally used to be the one that does everything, you know, and I, I work a lot and I love doing that. And some people use that in a way, you know, mm -hmm. they, they just make you, they just say, okay, well, you go then. And other, others, they really don't appreciate that. It's like, I, I clearly remember this one moment when I was in university in a collaboration and I was in a group of women actually, and we had this project and I felt last minute to change a couple of things in the strategy. Should I have done that without asking? No, probably not. <laughs> But the way how the reaction was, it was so crazy because it wasn't even looked at what I created. It was just the fact that I had the boldness to change something without asking that I was like put down for. And I, but literally I was really put down for that. And I'm like, wow, this is so, and ever since then I, I have, I don't even remember if I had, no, I had proper collaborationships afterwards, but just like having this remembrance of that. And that's just like ingrained a little bit in the body. It stays To a certain degree, the energy, if it's not released, it somehow stays, right? Mm. Until the point where it has the opportunity to be released. That's where my face is now becoming red. <laughs> mm. This is why in our collaborations in Google Docs, we use not the editing tool, but the suggestion tool. Correct. Yes. Exactly because of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I see that in, in the workplaces too. Like by the time I was at work, To be true, I was already in isolation. Mm -hmm. I didn't even open up to the idea of receiving help at work in the, in the places where I did work. I didn't have that sense of 
that I can reach out for help. Also, most of the time, at least for work, there was always, there was always the space to speak to someone, but not really about the processes, the inner processes. And then later on, I'm just realizing that I worked a lot with men, actually. And mm. I did have some females, but it was like a different work dynamic then. Yes, we, I don't know if you would agree with this in, in that shift between the men and the women, there is almost a, like, you don't want to work with women. It's, it becomes this, like, I know that this is going to be difficult. I know that this is going to be, you know, emotional. We get a bad rag for, if you're in a team of women, all of a sudden, all of your cycles get in sync and then it's a disaster once a month, right? So we've got to make sure that you're not that many women in sync at the same time, which nowadays, I mean, it is crazy for me to even be, when I think about this, right, that this is the way that it, that it was and the way that in many cases and in many places it is. And yet I feel myself coming back to those first days when I walked into one of my one of my most substantial corporate jobs. And, and I, and I feel this littleness mm. that that's how little I am and everything that I did around faking it, you know, that I'm mm. not, and, and, and that is right. Fake it until you make it. And there are definitely different ways of looking at that perspective, but it went from exactly as you were saying, you know, doing everything for everybody around and making sure that I'm just doing and, and, and not asking much questions, because that also would potentially give away to my, to my lack of worthiness, right, or, or some lack of knowledge that I should have had yeah. and was expected of me to have. It went into the way that I dressed to the higher the heels, the, the more, the more likely that I will be taken seriously or something of that sort and simultaneously knowing that I as a woman had seen other women do exactly the same thing and I criticized them for it mm. and I took in as in like oh look they don't actually know what they're doing oh those shoes would look ridiculous I don't know that pencil skirt is too short like all of this because I'm gonna loop this right back into the the beginning of like that mirroring and how much of it that we do in business and the question of it is it is it really ours and what is it that we can do to transform it to come back to to that space where we are held for all the things that we are all the things we're not all the things we're possible of becoming mm. yeah yeah I think well first I'll share a little bit about the because it's true like what you said as you were saying that it's not true that I haven't worked with women later on but it's true that I've tended more towards co-working with men versus mm -hmm. trying to team up with women and there was there were always like things around that and then later on I did like I did work with women but it was all there, there was some complexity to it there's also complexity to working with men I think they're just different in that sense mm -hmm. it's this I think ultimately everything that every single human being ever wants is to be seen and understood. You know, it's like, it's to be met with that compassion. It's to be heard. It's to have that space, you know, and to be accepted for whatever we are living through. And in that, we realize that we are not weird, that we're not bad, that we are not, not good enough. But actually we step into this realization, hang on, I'm totally okay the way I am. So if I am totally okay the way I am, 
then what is it actually that I can create here? And stepping into that versus I have to be, because I think this is oftentimes in my past work experience, this is what I, even in my freelancing, my first freelancing gig, I tried being somebody else. I tried proving something to others mm -hmm. so that I could feel differently, that I could feel more worthy. And this is really, I feel that when we speak about being held in sisterhood with and in business, we got to talk about the worthiness because like so often did I outsource my worth to my business. If my business is okay, I'm worthy. If my uh, work goes well, I'm okay. You know, if the outcome that I'm creating is great, if I get good results at work, I'm safe. I'm, I'm all right. I'm a good person. I'm a, I'm a worthy person. This is like creating work spaces where the being is seen and accepted no matter what their expression is moment to moment and not just seen and accepted but also celebrated for it because the truth is when we are in full acceptance with ourselves magic will happen and we will step into our strength we will step into our powers and know that might not be the strength that we thought we needed to mm -hmm. have That might not be the things that we originally thought, oh, but I need to do this and that in order to be seen and heard and, and be powerful and to be empowered and successful. Most likely those will be other gifts that we suddenly realize that we have and stepping into that and seeing someone else step into that. That I mean, this is why I love doing the work that I do because that's, that's really what I witness every single day when I support the people that I work with. Um, it's people, People realizing once they accept themselves in their momentary expression, something, but truly accept, not just this fake acceptance of, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Like I, yeah, I'm okay. No, it's really truly accepting and embracing and loving all of who you are. And out of that magic will unfold. And if we bring this into our work lives, Because oftentimes what I also feel is somehow our work and business like life is somewhat separate to, to the fun, to the joy, to the, I don't know, to like so many parts of us and we just close them away. But actually, if we bring that magnificence, our magical self into our work, into our businesses, and we build businesses based on that, I mean, I don't even know how to express that into words. <laughs> That's just epic. That's epic. That is goosebump creating. That is transformative for the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel another topic that might, we might need to say here so that we can come back to it. As you said, all those aspects that would come into the work, what would it look like also if we allowed for the feminine to be mm. present at work? Yeah. I smell another topic here too. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I think it's time in a way to, because it also feels that it's time to close this and to wrap this up. I feel I've learned so much, seriously. I'm, wow, I'm amazed. I have had plenty of goosebumps throughout this conversation. Uh, lots of insights, lots of awareness, and mostly that sense of aliveness, mm. you know, and I'm so grateful for that. Seriously, I'm grateful for this conversation and grateful for you, Anna. It was, it was really incredible. Anna and I, we thought it would be super nice to just have an official 
embodied practice at the end to close this container, to close the energies, to close the transformation that we've gone through and that hopefully you have gone through as well as you were listening. So what I invite you right now is to, for a moment, sit, <laughs> sit down if you're not sitting, um, find a comfortable chair where you have the possibility to bring your feet to the ground and the option to lean your back and let the back be supported. And I invite you to take a couple of deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. And imagine that with each in-breath that you're taking, you're attracting energy down from the sky into your body. And with each out-breath, you're releasing tensions, contractions, maybe nervousness into the earth. So breathing in the energy from the sky, letting it fill your body, breathing out tension, contraction, any energy that you are inviting and that feels ready to be let go of. We'll take a couple more of these deep, energizing in-breath and relaxing out-breath. And I want to invite you to bring your awareness for a moment to the parts of your body that feel held and support it right now. You might notice the chair and the touch of it. You might notice the feet on your ground. Maybe you're noticing an energy in your heart that you feel so held by or that pulsation in your hands, whatever it is. Notice for a moment how held you are. Always. And with that, I invite you to, in your own way, transition into opening your eyes. Maybe you want to move before you do so. Maybe you want to blink your eyes open. Thank you so, so much for listening, you all. It was such a deep honor and pleasure to be here today. Thank you, Marlene. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Hannah. Held in Sisterhood is held and supported by women like you across the world who have shaped us, informed us, witnessed us, and loved us. 
Our theme music is a song composed and provided by Isla Schaffer that speaks to unlocking the power of sisterhood. And our beautiful artwork and podcast cover is created by Martha Shahari. Helden Sisterhood is a self-sustained project created by Marlene Zinta and Anna Kopach, who are dedicated to supporting, advocating, and witnessing the transformative power of sisterhood in female relations, family, community, and workplaces. If you liked the episode, like or write a review on your preferred podcast platform. Or if you know of a sister or brother who'd benefit from this episode or others, please share it with them. It would mean the world to us to spread the love and healing that comes with embodying being held in sisterhood. Stay connected with us. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment and share your takeaways with us by using our hashtag #HeldInSisterhood or tagging our individual Instagram profiles. Thank you for holding space for us and being in the space with us. Until next time, sister and brother. <laughs>